I wanted to impact people from a very young age. And I met a phenomenal woman. Let each thing you would do, say, or intend be like that of the last day of your life. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Dre and Smiley, the Inner Circle Podcast. Smiley, I'm excited to have this next guest we have on today. Uh, I'll read a quick bio before we get started. So Corey Ruffner dreams of a future where people not only dare to chase their dreams, but more significantly, feel the powerful embrace of empowerment to dream in the first place. It's about shedding the weight of judgment and wholeheartedly heeding the cosmic nudges, guiding every pursuit. Armed with courage, fueled by curiosity, and propelled by unyielding determination, Corey aims to etch an enduring mark on the lives she encounters. Her mission is to set off a chain reaction of positivity, balance, joy, and transformation that echoes far beyond her own endeavors. With that, Corey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So take us back in terms of your journey to, it sounds very um, calming, very, I, I kind of feel like I, I wish I lived in that place that I just described, <laughs> you know, cause all of us, I, I think most people have this, this adults, most adults get to a point where they're just caught in this rat race and the idea of, you know, anything outside of working, paying bills, keeping the lights on, et cetera. It's foreign, it's unique, it's unachievable. Unattainable. Unattainable. So so how did you reach this place? Let's start there and we'll build on that. Well, I wish I had the perfect answer for you of how I reached this place. Um, life, life absolutely is just living life. Um, I haven't been here long. I will say that. Like I have not been here long. I'm 48. And I'm just achieving, and I say achieving because it's still, I'm still um, finding that complete picture and what that looks like. Um, but I've always been this hmm, pleaser, but I wanted to, I wanted to impact people from a very young age. Like I wanted to help people, and that's never changed. And but in my growth, in my journey, I have found that. I can't impact people or I can't help people without being what I want them to be or what I want to give them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. um, I think the, the pivotal moment was, um, a few years ago. And, and I say, that's why I say my journey is just starting is it's just really just a few years ago. I entered a place of really needed to find something about me. Um, we did foster care for 14 years mm. And in that, I kind of lost myself. Mm -hmm. I, I embraced it. I loved it. I, there, there was, it was so amazing, but you give all of yourself, right? You, you just dive in and I lost myself. So I began this journey and it just started with weight loss. Okay. Okay. It's got to start somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I got to lose some weight. And I met a phenomenal woman and in her coaching with my weight loss, um, I started to kind of ask some different questions. And it was very gentle. And then um, my mother-in-law passed away and she was only 68. And it 
crushed our family, crushed our family. And um, we were living the American dream, right? Home on some property, working nine to five, killing our, my husband was killing himself with stress. His job was high stress. And I was at home, run, 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 right? All the kids, all the thing. We're, we're a family of six kids, four grandkids, two daughter-in-laws. And um, it was just run, 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 just fast all the time. Yes, yes. And um, my mother-in-law passed and she was kind of the matriarch of our family. Um, and it dawned on me like, this can't be. I don't want to live this life. I don't care if this is what society says is right and good and successful, right? Quote, unquote, success, making six figures, all of this stuff. And I looked at my husband one day and I just said, ultimatum, sorry, but there's an ultimatum here. Change jobs or we're selling it all and moving to a piece of property we had in Montana. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm done. I don't, I tell my kids to be these big people to live this dream. Right. But I'm not showing them how to do that. I want to live a legacy that shows them what I preach that shows them what it means to be curious and courageous and brave as hell and just step outside that box. And so he's like, Oh, I'm not changing jobs. So I guess we're moving. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So, so the courage, what, what, what I gleaned from that is the courage, the courage that's required, you know, in being fearless and saying, you know, something's got to give. Something I, I, I talk about with, with different family members is that we all have that point where we realize, oh, this isn't right. For some, it's, it's a low threshold. For others, it's losing a limb. It's something, you know, drastic. Um, and that's, I guess that's another discussion in terms of why, you know, how come those, those points are so different with everyone. But the most important thing I think is realizing when it, when, when it's right in front of you, like this is a fork in the road, right? This is an opportunity to say, listen, I'm, I, I can see things through, through a different lens. I'm going to pass a little bit of smile here in a second, but one of a guests we had on not too long ago, she was, she's a life coach and she was talking, I was telling her that. Much like you described the rat race, you know, I'm, I'm so, I'm always moving and going and I don't have a, a sense of being able to sit back and, and sit still unless I'm sick. And she was saying that, you know, that's something I should think about, you know, that's not healthy. No one should have to be sick in order to sit down and sit still and assess their life and where they are, you know, um, so yeah, that's that's something that just comes to mind as you share that story. Smiley, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. No, I, I was thinking when I was listening to you because uh, I was wondering what your husband said at that moment. It's like, how was that interaction? Was he was he like, what do you mean, leave everything, sell everything, and go to Montana? And it's awesome. It's a blessing that his job allowed him to move to Montana. But I mean, was that a journey? Was that a one month conversation? Was that a six month conversation? Or was that you had to whittle away at the at the mountain to get them to say, okay, baby, okay, darling, we're moving our family, selling everything we, we worked for with all the kids, and we're going to just move to Montana. I mean, how was that a short conversation or a long journey? It's a great question. Well, 
but I, <laughs> I have to tell you, like my husband's the um, the epitome of the opposite. You know, opposites attract. We are those polar opposites. Okay, he does not like change. I love change. Um, we have this really. We're high school sweethearts. We've been married almost thirty years, and we have this really mutual trust. Trust. It's just it's a baseline foundational trust. Um, and we hear each other when we say something. Um, the thing is, is his job didn't allow for this. He actually put in his resignation of 21 years wow. and, and left his job. That was the point. I was not letting um, stress of somebody else's situation take my husband too soon. I I have a I have a goal to live until I'm really old with this man. And damn it, no one's taken it from me, right? So, um, so it was a. It was a short conversation in the grand scheme of things of what we're talking about. It was a short conversation. It was brought up. And I would say within 30 days, we said, let's list the house and see if this is God's will. If it's God's will, it'll happen. And guess what? It happened. Wow. So did he stay with the same job or find a new job? Or is it just like, I'm just glad. I mean, when he looks back from his perspective, because being a father and a, and a husband and all this, you're just like, What's good? What does it take to keep the family happy? And now, when you look back, is it is it was it a hundred percent worth it or a hundred percent? Man, we should have stayed. And they got me buying this stuff I don't even need, and I'm stuck again. <laughs> so this was the epitome of career pause. The goal was, oh. um, well, we we were fortunate, blessed, worked hard enough, however you want to look at it, that we were able to sell our house um, for almost 100% profit of what we sold it for. So we made a lot of money. Okay. And in that, we our goal is to build our new home 100% debt free. So his two-year plan is, or his his goal, his career right now is building our home. We're about a year and a half in. And he is building. So we we had 20 acres of raw land. We had to have all utilities. We built um, a shop and then built an apartment in that shop to live in while he builds the house. In the interim, we lived in a 300 square foot travel trailer for nine months while he gave his resignation in Oregon. And we, because he did give six months there as a professional courtesy. And then while we moved to Montana and rebuilt. So it has been, that has been, you know, a journey, but I will tell you what a blessing. I've learned so much about my family, about myself, going from 2,700 square feet to 300, packing it all away and having, have not touched it for a year and a half. Huh. Do we really, Do we need, really need it? Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, I was blessed enough to already have a very, very, very small side gig. I'm a bookkeeper and, um, I grew that business. I grew that business to a very small number to support us during this transition. Also, we lived debt free, right? So there's there's that that beauty in that. We lived debt free. So what do you really need to survive? Wow. And as I've gone through this journey, I'm now um, I'm now certified as a holistic life coach. I'm speaking because now I'm 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 dropping into what my purpose is and. If that means maybe I'm the breadwinner now, that might be what that means. But right now it's just leading, leading with what feels good, with what we talk about, with, um, you know, it's crazy because when I got up for my morning rituals this morning and I was reading, it all kind of came down to me like, what are we going to talk about today? 
let each thing you would do, say, or intend be like the day, the day of your, the last day of your life. Oh, say, read that again. Read that again. Let each thing you would do, say, or intend be like that of the last day of your life. Wow. So your, I love you's your, your intention, your intention in what you're doing each day. But what it, when I read that, it's not the first time I've read that. I've read that a million times, but what dawned on me in that moment was, oh my God, I'm there. I'm there. Every day I lead with intention, with joy, with no rush, no rush. I get up and I walk in our forest every morning. I meditate because I've intentionally in a place that brings me calm and joy and peace. And what does that happen? Then it, it, it moves to my friends or my family or my kids or my grandkids. And, um, you know, when I talked about leaving the legacy of braveness, right. Early on, um, within six, six months, both of my adult children and all of my grandchildren were with us. So tell me this, um, Montana is one out of the six states in the union that I haven't visited. But I was just wondering, because is it something spiritual about Montana? And we had another guest on, and he and his wife went through a similar process. And he was in D.C., Baltimore area, and he sold everything, and they moved to Oklahoma. We're like, wow, Oklahoma. And he got a ranch, and he's foresting, and all this stuff. And it's similar to that you left Oregon to go to Montana. Is there something spiritual about Montana? Or as a young person, you're like, when I grew up, I'm going to live in Montana. Coming from Wisconsin and Pittsburgh, my dream was to get to Florida. So now I'm in Florida because I didn't want to be cold. But is that something like people in the West Coast and Oregon is like, I want to go to Mecca is Montana or it could have been Idaho. Or... Um, <laughs> so, so yes and no. Yes and no to your answer. First of all, do you believe in in, in your, your born intuition? Yes. Yes. Like you're born... <laughs> And, and you're born with everything you need inside of you. You just got to tap into it. Okay. I do. It's so spiritual. I'm just like, I'm just now a hundred percent in that, in my life. I really didn't know that for a long time, but 22 years ago, I traveled to Montana for the first time. It was our very first road trip as a family. And we drove through Western Montana and I looked at my husband and I said, wow, this is a really special place. That was it. Okay. Okay. 10 years later, we went on another road trip. This time we actually purposefully went to Montana and I fell head over heels in love. And like in my soul, it felt good. Then we went to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. We had this big trip planned for Canada, right? Well, it was COVID. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> oh. so, so we're like, let's go back to Montana. Yes. Let's go back to Montana. So my husband and I went back to Montana, decided to go to some, a space, a town we'd never been to, a little town on the Western side. We would both looked at each other and said, we're going to retire here someday. Oh, said, awesome. Okay. okay. That's awesome. Like future, right? Right. So we're saying, but we had some money put away because we do live within our means, all that kind of stuff. We're like, let's talk about investing in, in Montana instead of rental property in Oregon. Cause that was kind of our thought at the time. So six months later, literally came back to Montana to look at property. We wanted to be in it, feel it, see it, right? Left with a piece of property in Montana. But we were still thinking 10 years or retirement. We weren't thinking immediately. And then three months later, Chad's mom passed. 
that's the that's that whole I don't know if cosmic forces alignment. I don't know what the word is for that, but it was meant to be. It sounds like it was meant to be something. You, you, and that's the question is, is do we open ourselves up as a society to hearing and feeling that? Because I don't think we do. Mm-hmm. I think we, if we break into that a little bit more, if we get really uncomfortable and start uncovering those layers and hearing what's inside mm-hmm. is when that joy starts to show itself. Which leads me to my next question, Corey. That's a, that's a, that's a perfect alley-oop to use a basketball term here. So how does someone do that? You, you're a coach. Let's say I'm, I'm, I'm one of your clients and I come to you okay. and I say, you know, I'm just, I feel like I'm just, you know, overwhelmed with all the noise of life. Yeah. Right. And awesome. I realize based on what I've learned about you, it's, it's very important to get in tune with your instinct, with your intuition. Mm -hmm. How do you get rid of the noise, right? And which will then allow me to pay attention to those signals and signs telling me I should be doing this or that. Mm -hmm. So my first thing there is intentionality. If you're not intentional and truly wanting this, not saying you want it, because saying you want it and wanting it is, you know, we all know it's like, I want to lose 10 pounds, but I'm going to go eat that dozen cookies, right? That's not intention, right? So, (laughs) so it's really, it's really being at that place in your life saying, no, I am ready to make these changes. And then it, it's a journey because you don't get quiet overnight. Not when your brain is doing this every day, right? It's baby steps, but asking yourself, is this uncomfortable? Because if it's uncomfortable, you know, you're going the right way. Mm. And we don't like to be uncomfortable, do we? No. No, we, we no. like a little warm, yeah, cozy blanket. Yeah, all day, every day. <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. So you start, you start uncovering. And, you know, like I said, you know, my journey, I'm still evolving. Um, one thing I did this year was write my story. Mm. How, how many of us write our own stories? Mm. Because we don't think we're important enough to do that, right? Mm. But when you start writing your own story, what comes out of that? Wow. A lot of lessons. A lot of stories that we're telling ourselves, which is why we're staying busy. We're going to tap that crap down. We don't want to talk about that. Right. Right. Right? And then when you start untelling and uncovering, I like to look at it as as like a flower blooming. Mm -hmm. You're one layer at a time, and then you get this magnificent being. Mm -hmm. Um, that's truly tapped into that pollen and that core. I, you'll see me talk about bees. I love bees. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but you know, for all of us, it's going to be very different. So what I try to tell my clients or what I try to get them to tap into is what feels right. Because if we start listening, some things are going to feel right, some people are going to feel right, and some are not. And if something keeps coming up in your head, And you're like, what is that? Start listening. Start listening. And and in that, how how do you slow down enough to start listening? Yes. Is creating daily rituals. Okay. Now for me, I can tell you my rituals, but are those going to make sense for you? No. And that's like my, 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 one of my things I love to say is be, be courageous enough to get curious and curious enough to become courageous. Because, right? Because if you don't start thinking like, oh, I wonder what this feels like, or I wonder what that feels like, 
it never builds that, that the ability to say, oh my gosh, that feels amazing. And then that builds this courage and in courage, we build confidence. It's just the three C's, right? And so for me, I wake up two hours early before any of my kids, any responsibilities, and I have these rituals. They include um, meditation. They include journaling. They include um, reading. You heard me say I was. I read this morning. I read um, Stoic books. I read the Bible. Um, I read just motivational books. Whatever's really calling to me right now, and I'm feeling. Um, it's nothing for me to have, you know, a dozen books because some of them feel right right now and some of them don't. But I don't. I don't dismiss them. I just know that when the time's right, it's going to happen, right? And I'll pull that book again. Um, and then I do exercise, meditation, exercise, and um, and Reiki. And I don't know if you're familiar with Reiki, but it's a it's energy work. Um, and it's a it's truly a, a grounding and a um, authentic connection to your being. And so I practice self Reiki every day. I think that it helps me stay aligned. Um, and I walk in nature. And for me, nature is the most connecting thing in the world. But for what I need people to know is that for others, it's walking in a city, right? Like there are people out there that noise is actually calming. Who are they? And why? And what's wrong with them? <laughs> but it's great. Like, so why, like Smiley, why, why should my way be the right way? My way is not the right way. If noise calms you, then embrace that noise. Embrace it. Find it. Find what really calms that neuro system and say, whoo, there you are, baby. You know? <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, it's, it's like, Maybe I haven't been to Montana, but I'm going to go there because the, the wilderness scares me. I think of Freddie, Jason. I think of all these crazy psycho movies I saw as a kid that the wilderness scares me. Whereas you can drop me in the you can drop me in the worst town in New York City or Los Angeles, I'm okay. But if I'm out there with the bears, he's and, like, ah, fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Smiley, I, Smiley, I'm going to challenge you to come to Montana. And go to Glacier National Park and not and not let it impact your soul. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. Because uh, it's on my list. I have to go to Montana, Idaho, North Dakota, South Dakota to knock them off. So I have to go there so I can hit all 50 states. So it's, <laughs> it's on my magical. list. <laughs> it's magical. So something that's not to be, uh, Corey, as, as you were sharing, all you shared a moment ago, intentionality is key. And as I was thinking about that, a funny story comes to mind where uh, last summer I was trying to, you know, start to eat better, things like that. And I go to Chick through Chick-fil-A, my, my buddy's on the phone with me, and he knows I'm trying to, you know, eat well and that sort of thing. So I order a chicken sandwich without the bun, a large fry, a brownie, and a shake. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, Dre, he's like, why did you not get the bun? I'm like, I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat right. I'm trying to eat right. He's like, he's like, <laughs> and so he, he, he helped me realize the error of my ways. So that, that's, so, so perhaps having a, a, a accountability partner helps too. But something else, yeah. something else you share that, that also makes sense is it's going to be hard, right? It, it, it's, yeah. it's not easy, but it's very important. And my guess, this is a question, my guess is that 
having those rituals help you with accountability, help you through getting through those tough portions of it all. Um, is that fair to say? Absolutely. Um, but you said having an accountability partner, having community, hmm. having community, that's kind of in that same growth pattern as you not, it's not going to look the exact same, but they're not the ones that don't want any change. <laughs> they're the ones that are like kind of going through maybe different things in their lives. And that's that, that community of support. Um, and, and you said, you know, hard, I mean, it's, it's going to be so hard. Like I can't tell you the amount of tears I've shed. And I'm, I'm a, I'm an emotional person. I, I wear it right here on my shirt sleeve. And I, I love that, but I have cried more true, passionate hiccuping sobs. um, in this journey of healing. Cause that's what you're doing. Mm. You're healing yourself. You're, you're empowering yourself to say, I can do this. Um, there's a, you said, you said it's hard. I have this great quote by Jen Sinero, which is the author of you're a badass book. Yes. And she says, if you want to live a life you have never lived, you have to do things you've never done. Period. If you want to change, you have to do things you've never done, whether they're hard or not. It doesn't matter. When you move to finally, and you're almost done, you're a year and a half in, do you feel like you left the matrix that you created your own matrix or, or you're just out of the matrix and you're just open up to life? So both, you know, I mean, we still have young children at home. So young children mean school and sports and all of that. So there's part of it you can't leave behind if you're truly not by yourself. I'm not going to go and just isolate myself and tell my kids they're never going to see a human being again. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But embracing a new, a new matrix Mm. that says, okay, you, we still have to do some of this, but we don't have to do it the way people have always done it. Makes sense. Okay. So uh, I told you I built my business. If, if I were to, if I were to drop into the bookkeepers and accountants that do rich, that do uh, remote bookkeeping businesses, you should be making seven figures and doing this and doing that and doing this. And I said, no. No, if I can support my family right now at this point in my life, that's my only goal because I need to have time to be with my family. I need to have time for these rituals. I need to have time for uh, watching my grandchildren. I need to have time for homeschooling my preschooler. These are things that are super, like those are part of my soul. So if I go ahead and release all those and go back to you know 40 or 50 hours a week like we just left, mm-hmm. then what change did we actually make? Mm-hmm right? Living in a budget, even though that's uncomfortable, right? Not saying, not saving thousands a year, but only saving little bit for right now, for right this portion, because this is not forever. This is just one step in this new transformation. And it's living intentionally, spending intentionally, saving intentionally. It's just intention. Like what is important to me? That is controlling my own hours, controlling how I show up each and every day. And I, so not going back to that rat race, making it look different. Um, and because we're so rural, don't get me wrong. When my, when my kids play sports, Ooh, sometimes we're traveling two hours to go to a game. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a small price to pay considering. 
Yeah, it is. It really is because it is the most beautiful two-hour drive you've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 tell me this. When I was on your page, it talked about authenticity, your authentic self. Would you say living your authentic self is a destination or a journey? A journey. Because if we're evolving as the human race evolves, that that authentic self is constantly changing. How do you know you have it? Say, for example, you have a large family and you're you're you said you you embrace this at 48. And let's say your your kids or your your sisters or other family members, they're like, I want to do this too. How do you know you're living your authenticity or you're just defining or actually it's really when you identify what your life story is, that's when you can start to be intentional about your authenticity. But that is that phrased properly? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because here's the thing is, is that we, you know, we just talk about it always changing. So people that like to have a point A and a point B, that's, they're like, oh, that's not fair. That's, that doesn't feel good, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. With change, our, our joy changes, our um, intention changes, our, the way we show up changes. It all changes because it, we're evolving. We're becoming, I mean, who I am today, I'm, I just had this conversation with my mom yesterday. Who I am today I wouldn't have even looked at three years ago. I would have never, it, it just, it's, it's a different human. And what a gift to like say three years from now, I could be even a more different human, right? But when you said, how do you rate it? Or how do you know you're there? There's I think two or three things I'm going to say. One is how do you feel each day? When I, each day, and I'm not saying all my days are all rainbows and sunshine and butterflies, okay? <laughs> 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 But like each day when I show up, I'm like, wow, I get to do this. Not, oh, I have to do this. So that's living in that, right? Two, the words that other people say, and I hate to say that, but I, I'm going to, because you should never be judged on what other people say, right? You should never judge yourself. But when you're talking about leaving a legacy or being authentic in yourself, when you have people like your grown children or your teenage children, because teenagers hate their parents, right? They're coming to you and saying, I am so grateful for who you are and what you teach me and how you show up. That, that shit, that impacts yeah. me. Like, you know, right? Yeah. Or when your friends or your siblings or your friend's kids, mm -hmm. your friend's kids start calling you for coaching because you've always inspired me. What do you mean I've always inspired Ooh, you? Imagine. Because I'm living intentionally. I'm not living out there. I'm living in who I'm supposed to be. And that impacts everyone around me. Wow. So, so Corey, tell me this. And, and I wish we had two hours together. I know. But, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me this. Two, two questions before we head into the final four. One is, for those that are interested in getting a coaching session with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Those listening and watching this on YouTube. What's the best well, way? I'm on you? social. So, um, your story, your journey on Instagram and be like the bumblebee. I told you you'd hear about it. Be authentically you at Facebook. Um, but I'm also be authentically you.com. That's my website. It gives more information about me and my coaching and speaking. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll also link that in our, uh, podcast episode notes. So those listening and watching this can find it there as well. What's one thing that most people don't know about you that you wish they did? That some, I never had confidence growing up. 
None. Zero. I was the middle child. The forgotten one is the way I looked at myself. But I did have meaning. I do have meaning. And it's taken me this long to get there. But I've not always been this way. Evolution. You evolve. Evolution. I love it. I love it. Wow, that is awesome. So first final four question. If you were to have dinner with anyone alive or dead, and it's four chairs at the table, you're in one of them, three others, who would you want to have dinner with and why? This is such a fun question. <laughs> first, first and foremost, Maya Angelou. Oh, oh that cool. woman has made so much impact. I actually had the benefit of seeing her in person, and it was so amazing. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Maya, Maya Angelou. Um, and then at least one of my grandparents, I have so many questions that never got asked about their life. So I can't pick which one. It would probably be one of my grandmas because my grandpa actually has a lot of information. And then um, the third one was hard because there's like all these people coming up in my head. But I think I have to go with Rachel Luna. Um, the author, um, and she has this journey of just, um, being authentically you and living in it and, um, and has, has, has evolved into being, sharing her, um, her faith journey. And it just feels so good. Like it just feels good. And I would love to have a conversation with her too. Nice. Nice. So what's been your greatest success. I'm a mom. I'm a mom and a wife and a Nana. And that is by far my greatest success. What is your unique superpower? Something that's uniquely you that no one else has. It's your superpower. I think this is a hard one because you have to like kind of sink into who you are. I think um, unique to me is, is that I love to empower and encourage through example, not Mm -hmm. necessarily, I'm not going to preach at you and do the very opposite. I truly live what I say. So if you were to write a book, an autobiography, what would the title be? Be the one. Ah. Be the one. Wow. I like that title. That's a t-shirt. That's a (laughs) t-shirt. Be the one. (laughs) You got the B in there again. How do you do it? <laughs> so funny story, getting uncomfortable, right? Um, I I have these dreams of be, having bees on my property. And I'm not scared of the bees. I'm scared of killing the bees. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh. So I keep putting it off because remember, I'm intentional spending right now, it costs a lot of money to get it all started. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to waste the money. And so this is the summer, guys. This is the summer. I've got the fence up because bears smiling. Bears are attracted mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bear. <laughs> a bear, yeah. So, um, and I'm just jumping in. You know, like, like I don't want to lay down, this be my last day, and say, oh, shit, I never tried beehives. You know what? Just try, damn it. Just try. Just try. And what's the worst that can happen? Or what's the best that can happen? I'm going to have my own honey. <laughs> Well, Corey, this has been such an amazing conversation to be authentic and just to hear your your journey and to hear how you've evolved and how you currently are evolving. So thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. What a great conversation. 
It's been great. Thanks again.